0: Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the word of God.
1: I going to do well, let's go straight into the word for one second. Won't be long, but there's a word that I want to give you on this Palm Sunday. Colossians, the second chapter. Colossians, the second chapter. Colossians, the second chapter, and it reads, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped away the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15 is what I want to keep your attention on. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I want to read verse 15 one more time for your attention. He says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I want to talk to you this morning briefly from the subject, the great spectacle, the great spectacle, the great spectacle. So I've been in a series, our church has been in a series these last few weeks entitled Behind the Scenes. And so Behind the Scenes, ladies and gentlemen, is a message series that, um, that we are making you aware of the supernatural realm and seeing how God operates in it so that we can know how to navigate our natural reality. All right? And um, a lot of people do not understand is that there is a realm that exists um, that is the parent to this realm. Paul told us that what we can see is temporal, but what we cannot see is, um, is, is eternal. And so what we cannot see is eternal. That is the realm of which birth what we have here. They are real powers, principalities. Talk to you about the sons of God, that he has a hierarchy in heaven. All right. And that these sons, there were certain certain ones that went away from God's command and what he purposed or intended uh, for them. And so now we have that we're working against Satan, who's the fallen angel that we know that Ezekiel well that Ezekiel will tell us, and that we also have his demon, the demons that went along with him, uh, went along with him. So you're not Satan is not the only antagonist, but you also have the sons of God, those particular spiritual beings that went away and did their own thing. That's what makes what we are celebrating or the historical moment so great because there was a need for God to rectify what had been broken. There was a need for God to rectify what had been lost and or giving up because of one man's decision. Speaking of Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves in this text with Paul, uh, his concern for the church of Colossae. He was concerned, ladies and gentlemen, for them because uh, there had been things creeping in the church that uh, would lead them astray. He was concerned, the concern was is that there was hearsay, there was legalism, there was this philosophy that was creeping in the church that, 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 was, that was going to lead them off the path of the foundation that had been shared with them prior to Paul being away. And so this stuff was creeping in, and when that stuff creeps in, it robs you of the freedom that you have in Christ. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Paul is concerned for them. He's concerned for their well-being. He's telling them, hey, in Colossians 2 verse 8, he tells them this. He, he, he makes this known to them in Colossians 2. 8. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you. He said, cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ." What he's telling you, he says, this word cheat you has the idea to lead you away as prey. He's saying, don't be prey to man-made philosophy and empty deceit. He's saying, don't fall prey to the traditions of men that has not came from God. He said, if it's not of God, then it is of the basic principles or the system of this world. The world has a system. That is contrary to the systems of God. And what he says is, don't allow anyone to let you be plundered by this philosophy. Now, what philosophy is he talking about? He's talking about the Greek philosophy. He's talking about Jewish philosophy. And when he's talking about this, he's saying, these ladies and gentlemen are not the works of God. These are not the works of God. He's saying, listen, you can't fall for hearsay that tries to promote itself. You know, uh, he's saying this hearsay that promotes itself as traditional. See, certain things that we see as traditional don't mean that they came from God. And so a lot of things that we do, ladies and gentlemen, really don't have anything to do with God. But it was something that man made out of his own bias. And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things that we do in church, a lot of things that we do in our lives is because we were raised in a worldview. It was a worldview or a custom or a culture that how your family does things and all that. It's a worldview. And certain worldviews did not come from the one who had the ultimate view. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so what he says is, listen, beware of Jewish philosophy be aware of Greek philosophers and all of this stuff that tries to portray. It sounds good. It sounds like good stuff to live off of. But the real reality is, is that it does not compare to the word or to the foundation of faith that we are started in you. He's saying be aware of them. For your own life, you have to be aware with them. Be aware of them. And this is what he does. He counters all of this. Paul counters what, what, is, what is being or trying to infiltrate the church by reminding the church of what Jesus has done in his finished work on the cross. So the way that you counter the things of the world is remem- remembering what Jesus has done. He says this in the very first verse, and I'm coming. He says, listen here, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So Paul reminds them, he says, listen here, on that day, on the cross, when Jesus hung there, ladies and gentlemen, what he did was, is that he, we were once dead in our trespasses. Yeah. He's saying that, listen, when you were born by your mother, you were dead. Mm-hmm. Meaning you were dead spiritually. Yeah. You, you and I did not come out of the womb knowing Jesus. You and I, the psalmist said that we were born and shaped into iniquity. And that is the curse that fell upon all men because of Adam's sin. And because of Adam's sin, ladies and gentlemen, all of us are born into this sin nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're born into this sin nature. He said you were dead. In your trespasses Well, ladies and gentlemen what does trespass mean it is a specific kind of sin it is overstepping a boundary see we are dead because we overstep God's boundaries in our sin and rebellion see this is what the problem was the problem was ladies and gentlemen is that sin crosses the line of God's holiness sin crosses the line of God's holiness rebellion when we rebel when we rebel against God and his plan we are stepping over the line why because he has authored and he has created you and so you can't overrule somebody who's supposed to rule you especially when he's the one who created the plan over your life especially when he's the one who's the author and the finisher of your faith Ladies and gentlemen, he said you were dead, but this is what Jesus did on the cross. He said he made us alive together. Not only did he make us alive, but he made us alive together. That guess what? That when we give our, see, this is what baptism rep- represents. Baptism represents this, that when I am publicly showing or making a public display of my faith, showing that, yes, when I, when I go into the water, I'm showing that I'm buried with Christ. And when I get out of that water, I'm showing that I am alive with him. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when I give my life to Christ, I am now coming out of death and stepping into life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That I am no longer dead. I don't have to live under this rebellion. I don't have to live with trespasses. I don't have to live towing the line. No, I can live on the right side. He said, no longer am I dead. He's saying, but I am yet alive. And guess what? I'm alive together with him. Because guess what? If I was buried with him, I'm also going to be able to be alive with him. And not only if I'm alive with him, then Jesus said, if you suffer with me, then you also reign with me. So I'm going to reign. I'm going to be alive. I'm no longer in death does not have its same grip because what Jesus did on the cross. So he continues his soliloquy. He says in verse 14, not only did he make us alive, but then what he did was he wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, what he says is that there was a, a debt. That was a, there was a debt, ladies and gentlemen, that was upon our heads. That there was a debt. Everything that you ever would do, everything that you ever have. He said, it, it, there, there was a debt, ladies and gentlemen. There was a certificate of debt. Yeah, certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this. When you take out a loan, ladies and gentlemen, when you take out a loan, they got this up against you. Yeah. You have a debt over your head. A mortgage is a debt. He's saying you got a debt up against you. And this is what the handwriting, the handwriting could have been the Ten Commandments or the law and all of this stuff. He's saying this law was applied up against you. There was nothing about the law that would lead us into life. The law, ladies and gentlemen, stands as a, as a mirror in front of us of what we are not. That the law stands in front of us and say, listen, you will never add up to God's holiness. You will never live up to God's holiness because you need God. And at the time of the law in the old covenant, the spirit of God was not poured out on all flesh. And because of that, it would be hard for us to live up to something that we don't have the power to do in ourselves. And the law says that your own man-made strength and wisdom does not compare to the wisdom and the holiness of God. And you will never live up to that. And God's saying that I know you can't live up to it. So he says, I'm going to come down myself and I'm going to handle what you can't handle by yourself. He said, listen, what I did was is that I'm coming to wipe away. He didn't say I'm coming to hold over your head. He didn't say that I'm coming to hold your sin over you. I'm not trying to hold your rebellion over you. I'm not trying to hold shame or condemnation over you. No, he said, I come to wipe it away. I come to wipe out the handwriting that was on the wall. I come to do away with it. I came to fulfill something that you can't fulfill on your own self. He said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take away the handwriting. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you understand that that handwriting was a tool that the powers of this world use to keep you away from God. Because when that handwriting come, they can come up with all the accusations of everything that you have ever done and everything that you will ever do and use it over your head. (laughs) He said there was a certificate, Vernon, of insurance. It was a Certificate. Over your head. A debt. And he said, listen, there were requirements that you and could I couldn't reach. And he said, I'm going to wipe it out. I'm going to, to do, because it was up against us. He said, I'm going to take it out. So this idea, ladies and gentlemen, of wipe out the requirement, ladies and gentlemen, it has the idea of that he is going to wipe over and then he's going to cover it up. Here's what he's going to do. Say, for instance, this was a blackboard right here, this LED wall. It was a blackboard. And what he's saying is, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wash this off. Then I'm gonna cover it. Cover it. Yeah. So this is what Jesus did on the cross. What he did was he took took out this thing, and you say it was a if it was a if it was a blackboard. He just washed it off, wiped out whatever that was there, yeah. and then this is what he did. His blood then came and just covered up all that was once there. That's what he did. He covered up what, ladies and gentlemen, through his blood, the, the requirements that you and I couldn't reach. And you can't live under that anymore. He covered it up. This is what Ephesians Ephesians 2 says this. It says this. It says, Ephesians 2 verse 15, it says, having abolished In his flesh, the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Ladies and gentlemen, these requirements put us at at enmity with God. This handwriting, this this law had put us in, in, in such a place with God where Jesus came to make peace. He said, what you could not do, he said, I've came to make peace. He said, I've come to cover it up in the name of Jesus. This is what he says. He, I've came to handle what you could not handle. Here's Galatians 3 verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. It is written, it is written curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. He's saying that, listen, Christ became a curse so that you couldn't live under that. That, ladies and gentlemen, that what happened is, is that the law, he's saying the curse of the law, which keeps us dead. He said, I, ladies and gentlemen, am wiping that out. And he said, listen, I became that because the, the scripture says, which he's quoting from the Old Testament, that curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus became a curse. He took it on in his own body so that he could make peace with us. Here's what verse 14 says. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith ladies and gentlemen what jesus did was it wasn't he told that woman at the well he said there's a day that's coming where true worshipers are going to worship in spirit and in truth that will be no longer we worship on this mountain or that mountain or jew or gentile ladies and gentlemen he's saying that listen even us as gentiles are now allowed to come under the blessing of abraham because of what jesus did and that all you got to do is receive this in faith Ladies and gentlemen, this is what he did. Listen, whatever loan you had, Jesus said that I'm going to take care of the loan and you don't have to pay me back. I'm going to, get, I'm going to pay off how many of you got student loans. Jesus said, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay off your loan. I don't become another originator of it. He's saying, listen, I'm going to pay it off and I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something that you could not do prior to. Some of you want a house, but it's holding you back because of the loans. Some of you want certain things, but certain debt is holding you back. But here's what Jesus said. Listen, I'm going to take away the debt that you have and take away because guess what? It's not until ladies and gentlemen, Jesus handles the debt where now we have peace with God it ain't until you handle that student loan or a mortgage where the banks ain't calling you no more we have now made peace (laughs) hallelujah that it's been settled because you took care of the bill this is what Jesus did he said I came to take care of what you couldn't take care of yourself and
0: guess what you didn't have the money you didn't have it in your strength you didn't have it in your wisdom so this is what I'm gonna do I'm going to come down and
1: make a payment and you don't gotta pay me back all i'm gonna say is here's your opportunity and jesus died even knowing that there would be people that would not receive this gift oh my god he said even while we were yet sinners christ died for the godly ungodly jesus knew that there would be people that wouldn't receive him but what he did was i'm gonna remove it but if you want to come you can come if you want to still stay in debt, you can, but you don't have to. If you want to still live bound, you don't have to, but you can. It's your choice. Either you're going to
0: take the gift of grace that is free of you. I already paid for it. I paid for it in my body. I paid through it with the bruises. I paid through it, oh my
1: God, with my blood. I made a purchase. You can make a decision. The decision's yours. I'm not going to force you into no decision. You got to come into it for yourself. But I'm going to handle the thing that will, will that will try to hinder you from even coming to that decision. Said so I'm going to handle that. Handle that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he makes he he takes away the handwriting But then this is what he does. He makes now, Paul transitions from what he does in our sense with his own body to making this a supernatural thing. That he says, listen, it's bigger than what you think. He goes and he then transitions to verse uh, verse 15, ladies and gentlemen, where he says, um, having disarmed principalities, and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually coming to the close. This is actually the real message. Reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that the cross is the great spectacle. Ladies and gentlemen, a spectacle for those of you who need to know and those of you watching online saying that's to be what's a spectacle, cuz. Listen, it's something exhibited to a view as unusual, notable, or entertaining, especially eye-catching or dramatic public display. Ladies and gentlemen, the cross is a dramatic public display. It is a dramatic public display. There's many drama going on at the cross. You have people around the cross who are mourning. You have people around the cross, ladies and gentlemen, who are spectators. You have people around the cross who are mockers. You have people around the cross that one that is standing on both of his sides are both deserve to be there. But this man doesn't. The public, this, this this great spectacle is not only did you have people in the earth realm that was around the cross, but the angels were around in heaven looking, what is going to become of this? Mind you, they didn't know what was going on. The Godhead only knew what was going on. The pro, my God, the powers of darkness where you were influencing people by mocking him. And while you have there the person front and center, the main character of the whole account, Jesus himself hanging upon the cross, nails in his hand and feet, crown of thorns on his head with an accusation posted. He's the king of the Jews. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you could see that I told you that the sons of God and back in Job, it said the sons of God and Satan appeared to God. And Satan and God said, have you tried my servant Job? And then here Satan makes an accusation. Well, if you let me have him, if you move, remove your hand, then I'll do something here. Here's what the sons of God and the darkness of this world did. They hung an accusation over his head. <laughs> they accused him to be a liar. <laughs> they accused him and made an accusation. They said he's supposedly the king of the Jews. That's what he thinks. But look at him, he can't even save himself.
0: The accusation around the cross was,
1: if you be God, come down. This is how I know this is true Quan, because the very first thing that Jesus said is forgive them, for they know not what they did. (laughs) Jesus knew who was the players behind the scenes. And he said, they don't, these people in, in this round, they don't know what's going on. So father, I'm going to ask you for their, for, 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 to forgive them. Because they don't know that they're actually being influenced by another power. Hallelujah. It is the accusation that if you are that, then you would come down. They wanted to see a sign. They wanted to see what would happen. And this is what Jesus told them before he was there. He said, the only sign that you will see is the sign of Jonah, like the days of Jonah, how he was in the belly for three days.
0: Ah, but after that three, he's getting back up. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a great spectacle on Friday. People didn't know what was going to happen. But God, the God of the universe, the uncreated creator, was standing there and watching it all unfold like he had already planned. And that's
1: why the scripture said that it pleased him to bruise his son. Why? Because everything was going according to plan. How is it that suffering and pain that god said that it all is going to plan how is it ladies and gentlemen that this is the great spectacle because while he's being mocked while the enemies of this world have been accusing him that ladies and gentlemen believe it or not what jesus was doing was winning while hanging i don't know who needs to hear this but it don't feel like you're winning when you're going through pain it don't feel like you're winning when you're going through anxiety it don't feel like you're winning when depression is trying to
0: come around you but here's the thing that jesus hung there here's what the thing he said having endured the cross despising the shame the reality is is that when you're hanging through suffering you're actually winning when you endure the winning part is that you got to endure Look at somebody, put it online and say, All you gotta do is endure. Hi, hey, the scripture says this ain't nothing but a light affliction. Hallelujah. Ah, what I'm going through is a light affliction. Ah, Weeping man, endure for a night. But that's in a day there's coming a morning where joy that's why James says count it all joy when you are faced with various temptations and trials knowing that it's working in you
1: I hallelujah my
0: God in here
1: he said listen he said "Disarmed them they didn't understand that while he was hanging there, he was disarming them of their tools. Hallelujah. He was disarming them right on the cross. They thought that he, uh, the way that they would disarm him is by him coming down. But this is the paradox of the cross. The paradox is while
0: it's ugly, he's winning. While I'm going through this, I'm winning because I'm enduring through all of this. Hallelujah. Ah, that's say even in my suffering, I still look good. Even in my heartache, I still look good. Why? Because I'm enduring it like a good soldier. And guess what? I don't have to worry about that. Oh my God, I don't have to worry about that armor that
1: they would have on me. He said having disarmed he took away their ability he took Satan's control he didn't understand that on the cross the balance of power or the transition of power has shifted Ah, Let me, can I help somebody understand something real quick? The only thing now that Satan and them can use against you is fear and deception. That's it. it. And even those weapons are rendered powerless when you come into the light. Ladies and gentlemen, it says, uh, we quoted it earlier. My wife quoted earlier, she says, for the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, the gift of God was hanging there on the tree. He said, I came that you may have life. So he had to die so you could get it. He said, listen, I disarmed that. He took it away. Guess what? This is another thing that he did. He took away. See, this is what happened when he disarmed them. He disarmed them of the accusations because Paul told you earlier in the other verse, he told you he wiped away the handwriting. So, ladies and gentlemen, the things that they could use to keep you away from God, they can't do anymore. That's why the scripture tells you that the the, the rulers of this world are trying to blind people of the gospel because the only thing they could use is deception. And that's how people stay deceived because they allow themselves because the rulers of this world want to blind you of the good news. The good news is that, hey, I don't have to live under their control. I don't got to live under legalism. I don't got to live under uh, dietary uh, conditions. I don't got to do all of that. I can be free to be who I was supposed to be in God. I don't have to live by what the world systems say I have to be. Or what they decide or dictate because it's been disarmed. I don't got to live like that. He's saying, listen, I took away that. He said, I took all of that away. You don't have to worry about it anymore. That's why Paul comes out in later verses in verse 20. He says, so now that you're under this work, don't live like you used to. I don't got to live like I used to. I can be okay with changing who I am because this is who I was really meant to be. Well, he made a spectacle of them, the great spectacle was the disarm and dismantling of the kingdom of darkness oh what he did was he took out what they could use against you and no longer because you're no longer an enemy of god that's when the scripture says that if god before you who can be against you because guess what there's nothing now that can separate you from the love of god not powers not principalities not things in the past
0: or in the future nothing i'm persuaded you gotta be convinced of this and see the enemy wants to deceive you of this truth that you still bound. no you're not bound anymore because you made a mistake you made a mistake but now move on
1: they can't hold that against you they can't hold it against you the reason why we celebrate this like the way we do is because the Passover lamb had been, oh my God, had been sacrificed. So every time that blood is on your life,
0: every time when the enemy tries to make an accusation, God looks at them and says, ah, You can't do that right there. They're already covered. It's already been taken care of. Their debt has been settled with me. I, it don't matter. And you can't pluck them out of my hand. They're there's nothing you can say there's nothing you can do to take them out of my hand they're my child
1: hallelujah I don't care what people try to say you can cast judgment all you want to but guess what he don't
0: judge me and it don't matter what in the world you got to say I am who I am not because of the grace of God that has been applied to me Hallelujah I feel my health warming up now He said it's because of the grace of God towards me Paul said that I endured it Because of the grace of God And guess what I live in the grace I walk in the grace I talk in the grace of God That's why there's something different about me Because I no longer living under that control And guess what? I don't live under man's accusation. I don't live under man's accusation either. Cause I'm free of that too. I don't give a rat's tail what you got to say about me. I am who I am. Cause of the grace. I don't care. I am gonna be who I am. And while you're talking, I'm gonna give you more stuff to talk about. Cause I am who I am. Not because of me, but because of what Jesus did. And if you got a problem, take it up with him. If you got a problem, take it up with him. I don't live under legality. I don't live under your man-made approval. I live that destined and disarmed. Look at somebody and say, I don't live like that no more. I don't live under like that no more. You don't control me. You don't control me. Hallelujah. Because if any man be born in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold, all things are made new.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah! and this is what he did ladies and gentlemen this is the great spectacle because while they thought they had him on Friday he was actually really winning and so he allowed them to think
0: the Bible said that Jesus went down the shield in the place of where paradise was and he began to talk to some of those who came before us and let them know like hey we about to get out of here cause God about to raise me up we about to get up out of here I am the one that was promised. I am the one that was promised. Oh my God, there is a fountain filled with blood that's shrunk from Emmanuel's days. And if anybody runs into that flood, they shall lose their guilty
1: stain. From Friday, this is how Jesus did it. See, you got to learn that Jesus know how to return the favor. See, y'all don't see Jesus in this life, but Jesus always gave them something to talk about. And he didn't care because he knew who he was. And this is the spectacle. The spectacle was while I'm hanging there on Friday, I'm getting up on Sunday. And then when I get up on Sunday, I'm just not going to ascend right away. I'm just not going to ascend right away. But the book of Acts tells us in Acts chapter 1
0: when Luke writes to Theophilus what Jesus began to do. Hi, what he began to do. And ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that he showed proofs of his resurrection. And so guess what? He walked around. This is the spectacle that he humiliated the kingdoms of darkness and the kingdoms of this world. What he did was show himself, say, ha ha. I'm still here that I am who I said I was I told you destroy this temple in three days And I'll raise it back up again. You thought you destroyed me You thought that you had the best of me, but guess what? I actually got the best of you So now that's when Paul says in Philippians chapter 2 that because he humbled himself unto the point of death that now God has given him a name that's above any other name that I that Everything Under heaven and on earth Got to bow down To what Jesus has done
1: I'm closing on this Ooh, I gotta go I gotta move, I gotta go. But here's what he says. He said, this, and I'm getting out of here. My time is up, those of you online, I love you. He said, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. He says, now he is far above any ruler. Or authority or power or leader or anything else and he says not only in this world but also in the world to come and this is what got me praising God he says God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of the church and that's why when Jesus asked the disciples who do men say that I am and then Peter said
0: that oh my God everybody said he was the man made of everybody else but this is what peter said no you are the christ you are the christ and peter said upon and jesus told peter upon that revelation upon that truth he said i will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it jesus said i've given you power to trample over snakes and scorpions hey but don't rejoice over that i rejoice in the fact that your name has been written in the book of life and when your name is written in the book of life no one can take you out the book say yes. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> look at somebody say nobody can take me out the book you can't take me out the book and if I'm under his authority nobody in hell can touch me
1: Uh, I can't be touched. I can't be touched because Jesus wasn't touched. It don't matter. The weapons may form, but it won't prosper. Because I don't live under man's authority. I don't live under the authority of Satan. I live under the authority of Jesus. You can't touch me. Satan, he touched up, tried to touch up Job. But guess what? God still held him because he couldn't do what so much. Uh, hallelujah the great spectacle ladies and gentlemen was that Jesus paraded his victory like a general leading his soldiers in the army and he showed him signs for 40 days of that hey hallelujah I'm still here and this is what he told Thomas he said listen touch my wounds he said touch him yeah that's real right I'm real right that's what he said he said, touch him. He said, go ahead. Go ahead, touch him. Uh huh. Here he says, he says this to Thomas. He said, Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet they have believed. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus touches your life, it don't matter what in the world you can come up across, it won't be the same like him. I don't care. You can try any amount of any other thing, you can look for love there and over there. You can try to try to find peace in your oh my god in cannabis and all of that stuff. And guess what? Your high ain't gonna be the same as the high of Christ. And the reality of the matter is this, ladies and gentlemen, is that when you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and when you have known that you you know the accusations against you and you know what you already have done you know about your past
0: and jesus said i don't even care because it's already been taken care of
1: you will walk in that same further and you will walk in this same confidence because of what jesus has done hallelujah and that's why ladies and gentlemen we are not afraid to die because death is not the same for the believer because what jesus did was take the sting he took every sting out of sin death and the grave and he said oh
0: my god oh grave where is your victory oh death where is your sting because guess what he has risen like he said he would and guess what because of what he did humiliating them they can't do nothing about it. But guess what? They are more scared of you than you then we should be of them because the weapons that we got, the weapons that we have, ladies and gentlemen, are mighty
1: to the pulling down of strongholds. So why are you living like you're not under this grace? Why are you living like you're not under this finished work? You don't got to live like that anymore. You're free. Live like it walk like it and jesus and come on stand to your feet and praise him i said praise him like you've been forgiven
0: praise him like everything's been wiped away that my slate has been clean though my sin is as scarlet Hallelujah! His blood has wiped it all clear. Oh my God! There, oh my God! It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. There, His blood covers a multitude of what your sins can be, and we thank so. Thanks be unto God, who always, who always causes us to triumph, and Jesus, near, that is a God before me who can be me that the victory that I have is found in God
1: oh Oh, Oh, glory oh glory Jesus Glory to Jesus. He says, you don't have to live under that no more. Because I made a spectacle of what they tried to do to you. It's over. Hallelujah. Now you can just live. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask whatever it is hallelujah i'm your father hallelujah don't you live under that deception i'm your daddy hallelujah don't you live trying to live here the voices of the enemy hallelujah because you're free that's yeah 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 yeah. i understand it sound like truth but it's only half of a truth in which a half a truth is a lie he said you're free now hallelujah lift your hands and thank god for your freedom come on worship him right here for your freedom come on everything let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord Come on, praise him in here. Worship the living God that you're free, worshiping the living God that you're whole. Worship the living God that I don't have to live another day under the darkness. I don't
0: have to live another day depressed. I don't have to live another day anxious anymore because the power of God has set me free. I don't have to live another day with worry. I don't have to live another day with the cares because you care for me jesus you care for me jesus you care for me jesus you said come unto you all you that are heavy laden and i will give you rest in the name of jesus hallelujah there's a rest for the people of god you can rest under this finished work
1: Thank you, Jesus. Because if it had not been for you who were on our side, where would we be? Woo. So let us not take resurrection and your, your death so lightly like it meant nothing. God, it meant everything. It means everything. Our lives have no longer the same. Cause life now is sweet and my joy is complete. For I'm saved, saved, saved. Hallelujah. (laughs) Life now is sweet and my joy is complete. For I'm saved, saved, saved. Saved by his power divine, saved through new life supply. Life now is sweet, and my joy is complete. For I'm saved, saved, saved. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 so i will cherish
0: the old rugged cross
1: and exchange (laughs) oh my god Jesus. I give you Jesus. I give you him. If you don't know who Jesus is, I give you Jesus. He died that you may have life and life more abundantly. There's a number on the screen right now that you'll text that number. Salvation is available for you even right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. (laughs) In the name of the Lord Jesus. He died that you may have the life more abundantly. That if you believe on him, you will not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. If you walked away from God, it's okay. He's still here with open arms. You can come back home. I don't care what you've done. You can come back home this morning. It's available for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> if you want to partner with TCF, those of you online in person, you can do that as well. Numbers on the screen, if you don't know them, if you're not saved, say this after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I confess I am a sinner and a need for salvation. And I ask you, oh God, to make me whole today. I acknowledge that you died on the cross. That you were buried and that you rose and ascended to the right hand of the Father. Now you're seated at his right hand. Lord, come and save me. I make you the Lord over my life today. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Near the cross, be my glory.
0: Your soul shall find,
1: I'm going to find rest beyond the river,
0: draw me near. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.